3: Whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry But I guess you know now
0: Guests appear on hey. the Smile Center hotline Now back to the Gabe Coon Show from Live from so the Service now. Master by Cornerstone Studios On 92.9 FM ESPN We took a trip, now we on your block Smith is contributor to track front office show with Trevor Lane. He is on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how's it going? How
2: are you? Gabe, I'm tired, but, but I'm hanging in there, man. I, I hear hear you. I think it might be an early bedtime tonight, but I'm great.
0: I hear you. What, what what's what's uh was it, it was late draft night? Is that sort of what we're looking at, or just uh yeah, with, the, with the, the, dra- the trade as well <laughs> with the, with the Marcus yeah. Smart Chris Stapps trade? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I hung in there to wait to see if that was going to go official. By the time I think my uh, head hit the pillow, it was about four fifteen, four thirty, oh and I was <laughs> and then I was up at six thirty. So I'm uh, uh, if, if I'm a little punchy, that's why. But, <laughs> but, but, but we'll have a good time. <laughs> I get you.
0: And uh, real quick on the NBA draft front, I, I I love what the NBA has to offer. I love NBA off season. I, that TV product has to improve soon. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but that TV with the we have the wrong hats, we have spoiled picks, we have limited analysis. I, I I just watching that go till about midnight. That was a that was a frustrating watch, start to finish.
2: Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I I only watched some of it, I, mo, it was mostly in the second round. Cause I was live doing a uh, front office show for the first round, right. part of the beginning part of the second round, but we, uh, but I went back and I watched some of it today while I've done other work. I've, I've had it playing and I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's trying to appeal to the masses, right? So you've got a lot of people who they want the human interest stuff, right? They, they yeah. want to hear about these kids background and all that. The basketball fans are like, no, tell me how does he shoot? How's his defense? You know, what's his ball handling like? You know, so that's, you're trying to mix that. The, the hat stuff, there's only so much they can do yeah, with, with that, the league, right? Yeah. You know, that's an NBA thing, yeah, because all these trades, you know, get official. I wish we could just be grown ups about this stuff and say, hey, there's a trade pending so this kid's actually going there because the ones I feel for are the kids. Yeah. Right, they get up there, they put on a you know a Spurs hat, and they're actually you know going to the Timberwolves, and then the next thing you know, it's like, all right, well, all my draft pictures are me in a Spurs hat for a team I'm probably never going to play for, and it's always a little weird. Who's
0: uh, whose night did you like the most last night? Uh, team wise, I, I Blazers had a decent night. A Scoot, Chris Murray. And Ryan yeah. Rupaire, uh, Nets, I thought got three guys that are, that could really potentially be on their active roster and play now Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, and Jalen Wilson. Who did, who did you like last night?
2: Yeah, I love the Jazz did really well. I thought getting Taylor, or Taylor Hendricks, um, in the first, you know, in the with their first pick was great value. You know, I, he he was somebody I had higher on my board. Um, I saw him play a lot here at UCF, just down the road yep. from me. Here in Orlando, I, I I was big on him. The Rockets, you know, Amon Thompson. We'll see, right? I think he's got a chance to be to be great. But getting Cam Whitmore at twenty, uh, yep. who fell because of some injury concerns, and we we don't exactly know what those injury concerns are, but we're hearing reporting that the Rockets, when they checked it out, they're like it's nothing they're worried about long-term. We've, we've seen, you know, Michael Porter Jr. drop all the way to the Nuggets, and that pitch has worked out absolutely great for them. So, you know, I thought they had a re- really uh, good, good night as well, you know, and then I mean, it, it would have been really hard for them to screw it up, but I thought the Spurs, you know, obviously, you know, they had the best night anybody. They got Victor Wembanyama, and, yep. and they're, they're moving there. So, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting night as far as that. Pacers did did well, you know, picked up some additional assets, only so we moved back and picked. And then last team, not draft-wise, but just big moves they made. The Sacramento Kings had an amazing mm-hmm. night because getting off Rashawn Holmes' salary – they're now yep. now going to be in the range of 36 million dollars in cap space, and they're the only team that was a playoff team of all the projected cap space teams. So that that's really interesting.
0: Uh, did you think the Hornets made the right decision at number two or the wrong decision getting Brandon Miller? I did
2: not. I had Scoot Henderson as okay. the second guy. So I I had um, Victor Wambanyama on the uh, you know moon tier. You know so far. So you agree with Hugo the Hornets' easy. reaction? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've seen that now. Yeah, I get, hey, it's funny. I'm guessing he, he was a Scoot Henderson guy. I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just I thought Scoot in most drafts, if you know, if there wasn't this generational guy, he's probably the number one pick. Uh, I'm just that high on him. I think he's going to be really, really good. I, you know, you not only could you make it work with Lamelo Ball, but you figure all that stuff out. You know, later when, when you're in a spot. Um, with these teams, it turns into, you know, um, it, you, you, you don't want to overthink things, right? Things change so fast in the NBA. We could see Lamelo ball, not in Charlotte, two, three years from now. Mm-hmm. That's just how these things go. And that's no knock on Brandon Miller. He was third on my board. So it's not right. like they reached for him. You know, and he may be a very, very good player. I just, you know, I, I'm always going best player available, especially in the lottery, you know, with this. And I thought, Scoot was that great.
0: Um, now I, I have to say the Pistons, the Thompson brothers four and five is just that's an awesome story. Troy Thompson Senior, that is special. You you are special for putting those two guys out here in the end of the world, those twins. But Osar Thompson ends up with with the Pistons, and that team could be fun. Cade Cunningham, uh, Thompson, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duren, Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, Alec Burks, Killian Hayes, um, Bojan still there. I mean that that could be a very very fun team.
2: And they added Marcus Sasser late by trading up to sure did. Boston had gotten, and they're they're going to add him to the mix too. And I think you know he is in a lot of ways. It's funny because he wants so much further down, but he's ready to play right now. Where Osar Thompson may take a little bit before he he's fully ready to go. So I feel really good about you know what Detroit's doing now. We'll see. They've got about $30 million in cap space. We're going to see what they do moving forward from here uh, with, with that team. But, you know, they, their big thing is they've got to get these guys all healthy and on the floor. Mm-hmm. You just can't keep having lost seasons for players. That's where, you know, it becomes kind of hard. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of bigs there. I, I like to say they're going to throw the four big guys in the steel cage and let them fight it out and see who emerges and figure it out. And that's fine for where they're at right now in their development curve. Bogdanovich is. You know, when you have a guy like Cade uh, Cunningham, why you keep guys like Bogdanovich and Burks is so when he penetrates, break downs, breaks down the defense, and pitches it out. The shot actually goes in, and he's not getting frustrated and forcing shots up himself. So, you know, Detroit's building, you know, it's just I, there's a sense of the fans are starting to get a little impatient, and they're ready for this thing to start coming, uh, you know, forward even quicker.
0: Now, last thing on the draft before we hop, hop, hop into the uh, trade that uh, we talked about. <laughs> Connor and I here talked about yesterday a whole lot with Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, something I did not see coming. What do you think about the Grizzlies' pick? Late, there at number 45, Gigi Jackson, number one 2023 recruit, youngest guy in the draft. He's two months younger than Bronny James. What do you think about him as a prospect ultimately?
2: Yeah, fantastic upside pick for the Grizzlies. That's a, a boomer bust. And if it busts, it doesn't matter. Right. right? Uh, you're, you're, you can absolutely, if you're in that spot, swing for the fences. And if this kid comes in and puts it all together, Oh man, you're going to be in a good place. I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe they said they envisioned him being on a two-way contract yep, they did. to start out with. So that that's perfect, right? Let him let him let him spend some time with the big club early, then get him down in the G League. You know, they have done a good job using uh the hustle, you know, to to develop guys. So let him go down there, you know, let him figure it out, let him develop and then then let's go. You know, I I think you're in a spot where, you know, this this kid Yo, know, he could be really, really good, and if he's not, nothing lost. I mean, it was a worthy gamble in the middle of the second round. Talking with Keith Smith
0: at Keith Smith NBA Spot Track and front office show with Trevor Lane. Now on to the real business here. Marcus Smart is a Grizzly, and the Grizzlies give away Tyus Jones and two first round picks. One was this year's at number twenty five, and next year's Warriors pick, which looks like it'll be a late first round. Tell me how I should feel. How, how should I feel about Marcus Smart in a Grizzlies uniform?
2: Yeah, you should feel great. I mean, this guy is—he's maybe the most Grizzly that hadn't been a Grizzly in the league. It feels like, right? It's a—you uh, know—it's kind of funny. Somebody pointed out to me that Tony Allen joined the Grizzlies when he was 29 years old and kind of started the whole grit and grind stuff, right? Oklahoma now, State, Gr- yeah. Yep, Marcus Smart joining the Grizzlies when he's 29 years old, right? So it's—it's it's just kind—kind of, kind of funny how those things code go in parallel sometimes. But I mean, Marcus Smart is you're you're gonna get it when you watch him every single night. He's one of those players if you zoom in and you know, especially for Grizzlies fans, right, to play the Celtics twice a year. You come in and you're like, oh this guy flops and he's so annoying and you know, I just you know, I, I can't stand him. Guarantee you ninety nine percent of the people who say that are going to love this guy by Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you, know, they're, they're gonna, sure. you know, you're going to come out and be like, dude, this guy plays hard. And, you know, he'll, he'll be, you know, five rows deep going after loose balls. You know, he just, he plays really smart. And I think, you know, if, if we keep it to basketball, it is, you know, for Memphis, it is, you got your job, repl- job replacement or fill-in, I guess is a better way to put it for the first part of the season while he's suspended. Marcus Smart can run your offense, get you into your stuff. You're going to be really good with that. Then when John Morant is back, he transitions into becoming the Dylan Brooks replacement. For my money, I think he's a better player than Dylan Brooks because he's a lot more versatile. Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And don't just look at the height and say, well, he's too small. He's just he has as much
2: length as Dylan Brooks does. He has and more he's length, I believe, long. than Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And Marcus Smart is a guy, it's kind of funny in this trade, the Celtics get Chris Saps Porzingis, but there's a very famous game from you know, several years ago where Chris Saps Porzingis, he was with Dallas, he was killing Boston, and Brad Stevens put Marcus Smart on him, and Smart shut him down. You know, a foot shorter, and Porzingis could do nothing you know, with him, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't even get the ball. Um. That's how good Smart played him. So, you know, I, I think people are going to absolutely love this guy. And then last thing I'll say, Gabe, he is phenomenal in the community. His yep. work, especially with kids, um, kids in hospitals, uh, children's charities, his camps and all those things. It's not just him doing things because, you know, everybody kind of has to do those things. He does that stuff because he wants to. And there's a lot yep. of times where, you know, covering the Celtics, we can all kind of say this now, was he didn't publicize, you know, when he was going and spend time at Children's Hospital in Boston and those sorts of things. He just went and did it because that, that's the kind of guy he is. He, he's going to be sorely, yep. sorely missed in Boston.
0: And the fit here was St. Jude. I mean, yeah. I, it just—it just, it just seems—it seems perfect. It seems perfect now. Um, the, I, the only dissent I've heard, really, and it's—it's it's from a, a, a overwhelming minority, is that this was an overpay for the Grizzlies. Is there any way you can view it that way? Two first-round picks and Tyus Jones for Marcus Smart.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit. I, I, I can understand where that comes from because people are probably looking at it as. Hey, Tyus Jones is really good. You know, and he's been yeah. really good for us. He has both a backup and and a spot starter. You know, why why wouldn't we just keep him and move move it forward? But you 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 were running out of time with Tyus Jones, and there was a sense around the league that Tyus Jones was like, "I've done the backup thing. I need to start now." Right? It's it's not not in a bad way, but just. I'm a competitive guy. I want to start. Like, I'm a starter in this league. That's where I want to get to. And it seemed like we were kind of on the clock with him with, with the Grizzlies. The first-round picks, yeah, I kind of get it, right? This is not – I think people were probably envisioning, all right, if we're going to package together picks, we're we're going to get, you know, OG Ananobi or we're going to get – Pascal Siakam or somebody like that. And, and I kind of understand, you know, where people might have been coming from, you know, with this thought process of, you know, that's not exactly you know what we wanted. But like I said, you kind of filled two needs uh, with this trade for Marcus Smart. You got the point guard you need now, and you got your kind of long-term, you know, wing guy. You're going to play a lot of minutes. With you know when John Morant is back with Morant, Bain, and Smart together, uh, because Smart's defensive versatility, and I can only imagine Taylor Jenkins is 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 cackling in the laboratory dreaming up defensive schemes with Jackson and Smart together, and how he's going to be able to torture teams on that end of the floor. And ultimately, I mean,
0: correct me if I'm wrong on this, from a money perspective, like and and from a draft asset perspective, like the Grizzlies did not do anything to leverage away any part of their future. They still have some flexibility here and there.
2: Yeah, they do. Smart's on a very fair contract, you know, for the next couple of seasons beyond this one. So you're fine with that part of it in draft wise. Yeah. I mean, they gave up this year's draft, but the reality is, you know, and this isn't a criticism. It's just, They've drafted really well and drafted a lot of guys. You've got guys who can't crack the rotation that were draftees, you know, right now, or they, they maybe will crack the rotation this year because there are some minutes. But, you know, that, I think it was time for Memphis to say, oh, yeah, yeah we can throw in an, an extra thing, right? And that extra thing, yes. to your point, that's a Warriors pick. Even if it all falls apart on the Warriors, you're talking, you know, at best it's going to be the fifth pick because it's protected right. next year. And, and it's probably not going to fall apart that bad on the Warriors. So, yeah, I, I I get a little bit of the concerns. But, you know, for me, you got a guy signed long-term, fits perfectly with everything you need, fits with the culture of the team and the city. Yeah, this is not an overpay.
0: And it feels like the Celtics fans are beside themselves to a certain extent, just gonna, going oh, to 100%. miss Marcus Smart heavily.
2: Yeah, you know, you can get them to admit, begrudgingly, they're excited for Chris Saps, Porzingis, right. and the fact that you know he's really good. But there's a lot of Celtics fans that they—it's just hard to move on. You know, it's been nine years with Marcus Smart. You know, and you know that that's getting to be more and more rare in the NBA that you have a guy there and everybody just assumed. He's going to be here, right? He's going to be here until he's done. And, and, you know, that, that, that's what makes this tough. I thought when Brad Stevens, I mean, it was this morning now, because it was so, you know, late overnight. It was about two in the morning uh, when he met with the media. He was visibly choked up when he yeah. talked about, you know, having to call Marcus Smart. So, you know, he, he just, he meant a lot to, to a lot of different people, you know, was a fan favorite. So it, it it's been a tough couple of days, you know, since, uh, you know, that news broke. It's uh,
0: Brad Belichick Stevens, though, huh?
2: Yeah, right, with the trade, trade. Yeah, it's funny. I, I put this out on Twitter. You know, he really pulled the Belichick this off season. You trade a guy everybody loves for a guy, people are kind of like, all right, he's probably going to be good, but I don't know. I don't have any attachment to him. Then you get a draft pick that people are like, okay, I can kind of get excited about this. Keep trading Then now. you trade back, <laughs> then you trade back, and then you trade back, and then you trade back. The only thing. The only thing is, I'm sure he was a little like, Man, I can't compile, you know, four fourth-rounders and two fifths and, you know, seven sixth-rounders, which is you know what Belichick does. It's my, it is my least favorite NFL draft tradition is, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch the Patriots pick to watch them trade out.
0: Yep, for sure. Talking with Keith <laughs> Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Moving on to uh, another trade. Chris Paul to the Warriors, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I, I, I like the thought of Steph Curry maybe off-ball a little bit more, but that's going to be a small backcourt.
2: Yeah, it is. No, no I, I, think Chris Ball is going to come off the bench. I, I, really? I really do. I, yeah. I think, I think they're, they're assuming they resign Draymond Green, which all, all you know signs are pointing to. That's probably going to be how that plays out. If they do that, I, th- I think their goal is, hey, Chris, the way for us to get you all the way to, you know, May and, and be healthy and then play and available in the playoffs come off the bench and play 20-25 minutes in the regular season and it's going to be a massive adjustment but I think that's kind of where he's at you know he cannot play 30 plus minutes a game and be expected to play 60 games a year anymore it's just not where he's at so it's going to be really interesting to watch that but you know this is another one like you know Steve Kerr is thinking about all right, now when I go to the small ball lineups, it's Chris Paul kinda of running the show and he's gonna be getting Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson really good looks and setting up our bigs around the basket as opposed to Jordan Poole. Well, I like Jordan Poole. I you know, I think uh-huh. people are unfairly, you know, criticizing him right now. But yeah, it's very, very interesting the way that's all kind of come together.
0: Isn't it but I mean I know you say you think he's gonna come off the bench, but isn't that strange to imagine for Chris Paul? Like, I mean, lifetime starter, still has some things in the tank. We just know his injuries have, have hindered him in playoff basketball.
2: It, it really is. It, it's different, you know, but I'm guessing he's going to look at it and say, Russell Westbrook did it, Kyle Lowry did it, right? It, it's just this is where you get to, right? You get, you get to a point where if, if you can't bring it – Knightley as a starter anymore. You know, there's nothing wrong with transition, especially if you're on a good team that has a chance to do something special.
0: Now, last thing for you, I swear. I know you're a busy man. You have to go do some other <laughs> things real quick. Um, but what do you think about uh, Bradley Beal to the Suns? I, I, ultimately, uh, they needed depth and they needed defense this past season once they traded for KD, and they're not going to be able to seemingly get that this offseason unless they make some miraculous good trade using DeAndre Ayton.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the idea of this kind of grace period year with the new CBA was get your books in order, and the son said, last chance to go hog wild and let's go crazy. And then they're, they're, they're going to blow right past that, you know, into the super tax and pass that second apron and be wildly expensive because they knew we can't make a trade like this a year from now, right? This is our only chance to do this. So it's one of those things where you can envision very easily how great this could look, but then you look at it and you're like, these guys? I've set the over/under at 50 regular season games that all three play together because yep. there's you know serious health concerns with those guys and you know a lot of stuff. But you know we'll we'll see. I mean they've got a lot of work to do. They've got I mean now it's funny this trade hasn't gone official yet, and it feels like every couple of days we find out they're getting another player in the deal. So yeah. maybe that's going to start to you know help their depth concerns. But they've got to fill out their bench a little bit. You're going to see them re-sign a couple of their own free agents. I think the contracts that. You know, if you look at him at face value, it's like, wow, that's a lot for that player. But the idea is turn that player into a trade piece down the line, where you can say, all right, you know, we gave this guy ten million when he was a seven million dollar player, and we're we're going to figure it out. So it will be uh it'll be interested. You know, that, that it'll be interesting as it goes that way.
0: For sure, we'll see we'll see what happens. But Keith, appreciate you joining. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be.
3: Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?